1: i would literally spend 600 pounds a month on clothes i think a lot of us don't love the things that we're aspiring to Mm -hmm. we love the feeling that it gives us and we love the applause that it comes with when we start
2: to become more and more driven by profit driven by power it's a very dangerous intersection because Mm. standing in between power and profit is people
1: right that is good
2: hello and welcome to the to my sisters
1: podcast i'm renee and i'm courtney and we're your online big sisters and hosts of the to my sisters podcast we
2: are all about promoting the wellness growth and development of a community of
1: sisters across the world and in today's conversation we'll be talking about intentional consumption in a capitalist world how do we buy consciously overcome pressures to be attached to you and defined by material things as well as how to cut your coat according to your size so intentional consumption. So I think in this conversation, uh, we are going to be talking about a lot of social political theories and concepts. And obviously, both of us come from that um, field. <laughs> so it's, it's actually very exciting. Um, but also, I think it was important, especially with things like Black Friday coming up and yep. Christmas, yep. to talk about What does it mean to buy consciously? Why should we be having this sort of conversation? What are the things we have to look out for? And how did we get here? Um, And also the dangers it can have to us as individuals, um, as growing women who are making money and income, um, but also engaging in wider society. So let's start off talking about what is pretty much the main thing that will underpin this conversation yep. what is capitalism Ooh, big qu- big questions
2: here big <laughs> questions here um okay so in a nutshell capitalism is an economic system which is driven by a market oriented um economy right so essentially the production of goods so things that we consume or things that we buy or kind of things that we want um is dictated and created by people right Right. it's not necessarily something that is created and dictated by the state or the government so it gives people freedom to create goods for the consumption of other people and that's a very kind of like top line baseline what capitalism is Mm -hmm. in terms of kind of like the context that we're using capitalism in this conversation the goods that are often in question are material goods yeah so things like you know the clothes that we wear or you know the whatever items that we're using like the latest tech gadgets all that kind of good stuff those are the main goods that we're referring to mm-hmm. in this particular conversation but mm-hmm. it can branch out to other things like property for example right. or you know whatever good is popping in that particular time period so yeah. you know a couple years a couple like hundred years ago it might have been something like i don't know
1: apples
2: <laughs> maybe a couple hundred thousands of years right, ago it might have right. been apples right um but essentially anything that's kind of like high in demand and something that can be consumed by mm-hmm. the
1: market essentially right and i guess in order for that that capitalist model to work as you said especially for the private owners of yep. those things is it has to be profitable yeah so it has to be um you know the, th- the things that are created it needs to be cheaper to create them than it is for them to be consumed, right? It needs to be more expensive to consume. And so with that, you need to attach value to basic things. Mm. So like you mentioned about the apples, now we're not just selling apples, we're selling apples cut up you know or we're then selling apple pie or apple flavored this you know and suddenly that's how
2: you know Courtney's an (laughs) entrepreneur she said apple flavored this
1: okay but in in the sense that or like you know candy apples Mm -hmm. we're we're reinventing things which are cheap to produce but we're selling them with this markup yeah and I think it's important to then if you can help us, well, you can help us because you're smart.
2: Um, <laughs> I don't know about all that.
1: <laughs> then what relationship yep. does consumption yep. have to capitalism? I think we've covered the basics of it. But yep. in, in context of this conversation, why do we need to think, why is there even a topic such as intentional or conscious consumption yep. when it comes to capitalism? yep. Um.
2: So a couple of things. The first is that consumption essentially determines the um rate at which a good needs to be manufactured right Mm -hmm. so if you've got high consumption levels or you know a particular good is in high demand it puts a lot of stress and pressure on the producer to meet that demand right that that could be a good thing right for the person that is producing these things because it means potentially higher profits or all that kind of good stuff However, when we think about conscious consumption, we also need to think about the conditions in which these goods are being produced. Right. So in comes in the idea or the notion of wage labor. Yeah. And this is providing your labor or um, giving your labor and your time for money. Now, the problem with a lot of capitalist societies and frameworks and all that good stuff is in theory it sounds great right you know it gives people an opportunity to be entrepreneurial create goods that people like consuming all Mm -hmm. that good stuff however in practicality a lot of these people that are embroiled within you know capitalism Mm -hmm. are driven by profit which may mean that the people that are involved in the production of these actual things are suffering right unimaginably yeah like thinking i'm thinking like things like sweatshops and right. all that kind of all the kind of horror stories that we hear about the way in which goods are produced mm-hmm. so as a consumer as somebody that is actually you know the end product is tailored towards you yeah conscious consumption is understanding that there are certain levels of exploitation and extortion occurring as a means to an end to produce the product that you're consuming right and being conscious about your consumption is not just about, you know, the amount that you consume, but what are you actually consuming and why?
1: Right, right. So I think to take a step back from this, because we've given you some juicy things (laughs) to think about. I think coming from the past two episodes, you may not have kind of had us talking this deeply about a specific, I guess, subject. I think what's important to note here is the reason why we're talking about this on the, we're, we're talking about this to our sisters is in, a capitalist world or in let's let's just even put that word aside. In the Mm. world that we live in now, we are constantly being sold to. Yep. Everything requires you to buy it. People want you to feed into buying the next hot product, the next hot thing. Um, but the way we are sold thing, particularly as women, Mm. is through making us first feel insecure and then needing to purchase something to make us feel as though we can be secure mm. so for example you know being told having extremely tight coily hair mm. is bad mm-hmm. but here's a relaxer Yep, buy it and <laughs> it will solve your problems do you get what <laughs> yep. i mean so i guess that's a very uh, simple way of, of putting it um but it's important to realize that as women oftentimes we are constantly being told by this by that Yep. buy this and we are the main targets of advertising yep. um for a whole plethora of things you can look at the entire beauty industry um, and how much that is worth you just see women are, are big targets as well as men everyone is everyone is anyone can get it anyone can get the <laughs> anyone, smoke anyone can get it so that's why we're talking about this today a big caveat and note here is we are not anti-capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I, I want to say that is I don't want to get anyone's hopes up that we are raging socialists. We're not living in a commune. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> <laughs> that is also not our hopes. Um, and it's important to just note that here before anyone just thinks that this is us throwing around an entire political ag- agenda yeah yep, this yep. is us actually engaging in a critical conversation and a critical um way of thinking and in critical thinking rather so that then takes us to this year especially with the rise of a lot of social justice conversations mm with Black Lives Matter and the unfortunate death of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and other people for years centuries arguably um this has been a year that people really wanted to speak up about it and loads of other people who haven't been maybe leaning their ears towards these conversations for a long time Mm -hmm. now said okay we're ready to listen and what can we do to help yeah with that other social justice issues have risen to the surface. (laughs) (laughs) They've really floated up in the sense of, like you said, some really, really bad work conditions, immoral labor practices, Mm. and especially with the main focus on fast fashion and tech. So for example, the likes of some of your favorite online brands who, you know, we'll just make them remain nameless on this episode (laughs) (laughs) you see a lot of people have come under scrutiny in the idea of first of all where are your clothes being produced and the people who are producing them how much money are they being paid are they being paid fairly are they being treated fairly then the other thing is the people who are working in your warehouses and in your factory are they being treated fairly Mm -hmm. then we see um events such as or not events but causes such as Congo is bleeding yeah and we see what's happening in Congo for tech companies sourcing of natural materials such as cobalt and coltan and the off only can be described as inhumane treatment mm-hmm, of people mm-hmm. to harvest these natural resources yeah pretty much for the consumption of the west yeah right yeah with all of that how did we get here yep. how did we get to a point where People's humanity is being denied mm-hmm. in order for other people's consumption to be satisfied.
2: Yeah. Who. How did we get here? That is a fantastic question. And it's really difficult to even begin because Mm. this isn't something that started in this generation. This Mm. literally started from the dawn of time when, you know, our forefathers that were allegedly cavemen and all that kind of good stuff, (laughs) Neanderthals, were were out here developing, you know, mini markets where they were trading and, Mm. you know, all that kind of good stuff to make profit. And, you know, provide for their family. So the whole idea of buying and selling and consuming is something that is age old. Right. Insofar as exploitation, and that 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 segment of you know society of capitalism, as you know, communities become larger, and as people are more and more driven by the pursuit of greedy things, material things, things that signify their power. Mm-hmm that's when the dehumanization process begins right. because in order to have incredible amounts of power and i'm talking like the power to wield and monopolize the market some form of exploitation mm-hmm. in practice has to occur right and that's where you start seeing you know the large corporations the, la- the large fa- fast fashion brands and in order to turn over a significant profit you need to keep your running costs low yeah it's not it's basic maths it's not economics there's not anything that's particularly complicated in order to make a substantial profit you need to cut your running costs and when we start to become more and more driven by profit driven by power so you know that that's it's a very dangerous intersection because Mm. standing in between power and profit is people right that is good and the moment you start to prioritize power and prioritize profit you start to deprioritize people yes and you start to forget that these people are human beings and it's no wonder with our rampant consumption particularly Mm -hmm. in the west because we consume like consumption is actually built into our way of living yeah it's become and i think that's where it becomes dangerous right right We, we live a life where if we don't consume we're left out of things everyone needs a phone to be able to be on social media everyone needs to have you know the latest jacket or the latest um whatever to keep up with the fashion trends it's almost as if life depends on your excessive consumption right and because of that the trade-off is that people are suffering such that you can consume Mm. as dark and as twisted and as upsetting that's Mm -hmm. just the stark reality yeah And it doesn't have to be that way. I think that's what's the most frustrating thing sometimes Mm. is that it doesn't actually have
1: to be that way. But doesn't it? And if we're, as we've just given everyone a history lesson on this, right? (laughs) A bit of a little bit of introduction to history economics. What is, by virtue of living in a capitalist society, is consumption and I guess hyper consumption not inevitable and how, doesn't everyone need to just participate in it Mm. if we were to say that it was inevitable Mm
2: -hmm. that would deny our conscious capability as human beings to do something about it okay and it would also mean that we wouldn't be able to take accountability for our actions because it's an inevitable function of the actual structure Mm -hmm. and 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 how things are laid out Mm -hmm. and i think that might be a little bit dangerous because then we absolve ourselves of any kind of i like any kind of pressing compulsion to do something about it yes and i think we need to do something about it yeah sometimes we 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 tell ourselves these grand things of you know this is a issue that's bigger than me or like you know this is an inevitable you know fact or whatever just so that we can absolve ourselves of our own individual state and responsibility in these things yeah so i think is it an inevitability i don't think so i maybe i'm an optimist okay Maybe I'm an optimist. (laughs) I like to think that there is some dredge of humanity that resides on the inside of all of us. But I think that if we all collectively started thinking about the ways in which we can dismantle some of the parts of the Mm. exploitation and oppression, if we started to prioritize working conditions, because these are basic things. And why is it that when we're, like this is a global thing as well. When we're thinking about like working conditions and stuff like that, compare bad working conditions in the uk mm-hmm. to bad working conditions and labor in i don't even want to say third world country because that's a whole podcast yeah, in another. of itself that's a whole <laughs> problematic term yeah but global south third world country yeah compare the working conditions the baseline working conditions and the absolute like the difference mm. is appalling mm. The difference is appalling. And I think to throw another thing into the mix is proximity. Mm.
1: This is exactly what I was <laughs> No, this is exactly what I was thinking when you were talking. I think the issue is a lot of us, like you said, we buy things or we're told to buy things for approval. Yep. We're told to buy things for acceptance. And oftentimes, if you're not accepted, ex- if you're not accepted and you're not approved of, you get anxiety. Yep. You yep. get feelings of loneliness isolation and nobody wants that like just as a human being you don't want that that's against our nature Mm. you seek a group you seek a community and in seeking a community you need acceptance of Mm. some kind right that fear of feeling anxious or being unacceptable to this group of people that you seek acceptance from oftentimes supersedes our ability to empathize with someone we don't see. Mm, mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. that's the biggest issue. It's easy to have this as an issue that is because it's out of sight, is out of mind. Yeah. I'm not thinking about a little child working in a sweatshop to make the garments that I'm wearing yep. when I'm out and showing my girls my new outfit. Yeah, do you get sure, what I mean? Sure. And I think that's one of the the biggest issues. We get caught up in I'm happy, I'm satisfied. Mm-hmm. I have satisfied my objectives in doing this. And like you said, the people that are in the way of that, Mm -hmm. the people who are in the way of, because acceptance equals power, acceptance Mm -hmm. equals social capital. It equals um, you being able to get ahead, right? Mm -hmm. So what's actually standing in between you currently and the power that you seek is these people doing this work for a, a very low and cheap price, yeah. right? And so you're happy to step over that because overall it serves your greater objective. Yeah. And that's not to make human beings sound evil. I think you're you're more optimistic than I may be. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's bad to say, but I think ultimately we need to question our own greed. Mm. And this is not to say mm-hmm. people are like, these evil greedy people because no no one's really like that but i think when we really sit down to consciously think about why do i buy as much as i buy of things Mm. for example covid why is everyone standing in shopping lines for like five hours buying a hundred rolls of toilet tissue it's it it doesn't actually make sense oh my goodness
2: the like (laughs) the generations coming after us are going to study that like look at these mad people back in
1: back in the 2020s it's been announced like there's a pandemic right first of all people are dropping dead right people are actually dying and we don't know the the fullness of this It's something which we can't see and i guess that's the narrative that's being created around it Um, and loads of you are going to lose your jobs Mm -hmm. and the first thoughts of many people is let's go and stockpile all of this stuff and let's go and buy all of this stuff Mm, and even within that you know people are still capitalizing off of other people's sorrow or other people's loss and I think what's important to to realize is that's not necessarily us being really bad human beings that's actually the way we're programmed to work within this society Mm. this is the main component to making sure that this system keeps running right yeah and that's not to say capitalism does never it never works because there is a capacity for it to work and work very well the issue is what does it require from humanity as a result of the way it's working right and what are the values that exist within that framework Mm -hmm. currently Mm -hmm. and one thing that i think fuels this issue and why we need to talk about um, intentional consumption is image gang number one and number two laziness (sighs) so (laughs) the reason why i say that is society is becoming except let's let's deal with laziness first Mm. society is you guys hear that she's dealing with you wow i'm not coming for anybody she's
2: she's dealing with us (laughs) deal with us miss society
1: is becoming more and more convenient Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then it's less about producing more and giving us more actually it's about how can you make our lives more convenient because in order to keep up with the joneses in order to keep up with your lifestyle even if you're not trying to be um mirroring the top one percent mm. in order to actually just keep your life running on a basic level, you need to work all the time. All the time. We live so... in London, oh. one of the most expensive cities in the world. Absolutely. You Absolutely. can leave your house, take a breath on your balcony, oh. and you will hear a pig that you've just spent 15 pounds. <laughs>
2: oh, it's not goodness. <laughs> it's, it's, it's let me tell you how you know some a, a place is expensive. Mm-hmm. How much is the prawns?
1: Oh, uh. <laughs> no, no,
2: no, no! How much is the prawns? It's a good point
1: because that is one thing that will really shock you oh. when you start doing the whole adultic thing. I'm <sighs> gonna go and make myself a cheeky. I don't know pasta with prawns, Absolutely. and you see prawns is like four pounds. Never mind for a secreter, a bottom <laughs> feeder. Not <Stop laughs> <it>. a <What? Stop laughs> bottom feeder. <laughs> i don't understand it's not even high up on the food chain in the sea so why is it so expensive it's actually a scandal
2: and then you have to like tap in and tap out for transportation and before you know it that 10 pence charge from tfl becomes four (laughs) pounds and 50 pence yep
1: yeah and this, this is the thing so society is progressing to maybe it's not just laziness mm. a lot of us turn it into laziness but the more convenient society has to become right it needs to assist you to be able to keep working as hard as you work to be able to um, keep producing as much as you produce yeah. so that you can consume as much as you need to consume and so what we see is the rise of things like Convenient apps, task apps, things that yep, make your yep. life easier to manage, yep. right? And those things are not the best for the environment sometimes, mm. they're not invest the best for you know consumption of raw materials such as plastics, etc. But what's important to note is the other side of image gang. There is a pressure <sighs> to have to look like something when you reach a particular age yeah. or when you enter a particular space yeah. and that in order to meet that mark and in order to live up to that image you have to buy into that that's literally, not quite free. literally quite literally you have to buy into that it's not it's <laughs> not no for real right it's not free i think about my okay so i have a, yeah, a younger sister i have a younger brother too, you. <laughs> and i think about like their lifestyle and i think wow like You're wearing designer stuff. You've got like a really expensive perfume. Yeah, You're like 17. Where did you get the finances to buy this thing? And also, why did you feel like your lunch money needed to be spent on Dior? Do you get what I mean? And the issue is you get your entire culture is feeding you. There's a whole song called Dior. (sighs) There are multiple songs called Dior and they're being you know played here and there and it becomes the new it thing going Mm. to Hakkasan going to do it's like if you don't do this are you really anyone worth talking to checking for participating with it's like the
2: the whole power thing right it's this whole idea image gang is a manifestation of needing to feel powerful Mm. or needing to feel better than or needing to feel accepted and cool and whatnot like it reminds me of all of the kind of like social media images of like couples that are 18 and 19 buying each other all sorts of pandora's box and (laughs) all sorts of designer (laughs) ysl i was thinking what yeah you're 18 or you're 17 what kind of fraudulent behavior are you getting involved in to buy your partner of six weeks this amount of stuff like i just don't get it i just don't understand it and the thing is i I mean i tell a lie i I completely understand it because we were there yes we were there the pressure to look like sound like Mm -hmm. be like Mm -hmm this you know these images and the funny
1: thing is half of us despise these things see and this is another thing we need to talk about in today's episode or in this conversation because i think a lot of us don't love the things that we're aspiring to Mm -hmm. we love the feeling that it gives us and we love the applause that it comes with yeah right really and truly when you buy that jacket with that designer label on it you're not looking at the thread count you're not looking at um The cashmere that it was made of. (laughs) You're not, (laughs) you're not interested in the art of the clothing. You don't give a damn. (laughs) No, but do you get what I mean? You, you don't care about how it was made and and the artistic design behind it. What you care about is that badge that's on your arm that you can flex with, which Um, is why you never take the jacket off, even if it's hot. I'm telling you. So, gosh, the problem there is why are you buying the things that you buy yeah and also can you afford to buy the things that you're buying <laughs> no, it, and it's, it sounds like such a simple thing but like you said we were there right yeah, yeah. i remember being at uni it's a vulnerability moment <laughs> um and just being an idiot right i would literally spend 600 pounds a month on clothes where are the clothes we don't know where are the shoes we have no idea. It's crazy. Did I start a fashion blog? No. So, why was <laughs> I spending £600 a month that is on clothes? Like, for a good one term, I spent about two grand on clothes. Wow. I had parcels coming in all the time. Why was I buying so many clothes? Laziness was one factor. I hated going to the laundry room. It yeah. was far away. I'm I didn't want to pay for it. Nick. So whenever my clothes got dirty, we'll just buy a new thing. I am young. Could I? And no and, and this is this is just a stupid way of thinking, right? A lot of us have this disposable culture. Mm. You know how you, you'll you do a like room clear out and yeah. your mum will ask you, why are you throwing that away? Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, goodness me, because it's tattered. And, but <laughs> she's like, no, we can give that to somebody else. Mm. Well, no, you could definitely use that for this. Or this person might have a baby. Give it to them. Yeah we don't have that same mindset of reuse yeah we don't our thing is use and dispose yeah everything is disposable everything gets old yeah the especially with for example fast fashion Mm -hmm. you can go in and you see that new in new arrivals tab or new latest clothes or whatever they're adding new clothes every single day the thing that was there today will probably be sold out in two weeks so Mm -hmm. if you don't buy it now you'll never have it so don't even think about whether you actually want it and how many times you'll wear it. The issue is, I don't want to be the one left out from having this. So I need to buy it and hoard it before other people come and take it and I can't participate in it, right. which is exactly why we have the whole stockpiling thing. Yeah, yeah. What do we then do? in order to make sure that because what we're not what what we're not saying is don't buy yourself nice things Mm. we're not designer shaming you we're not throwing shade at anybody Mm. if you have nice things have those nice enjoy enjoy yourself you get those gucci flip flops (laughs) and the headband too
2: don't get the headband
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's not actually very pretty but that's another issue get it but our question is why are you buying what you buy? Why are you buying what you're buying? Yeah. Do you actually enjoy it or do you feel pressure to buy it? And number 2, can you afford what you're buying? Yeah. Can and and we're not just saying you've got 600 pounds in your account, which means you can buy 600 pounds worth of clothes, because mm-hmm. if you put the money in clothes, you can't pay your bills. <laughs> So really, it's not about. I think we need a week. weekly segment where we remind people to pay their bills. <laughs> it's a, a recurring g- theme. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want people to get lost. I don't want people to get caught up. Guys, I don't want anyone knocking on anyone's door. Pay your bills, please, on time. Just pay your bill, and and I. The reason why I keep emphasizing it is because i think it's one of the realities of adulting and also just building a life a hundred percent people don't talk about and it's an everyday (sighs) thing everyone thinks oh when i get to 18 i'm gonna have all this money i can just buy all these things i want but that's really the excess that really comes from disposable income that's right it is not a necessity so when we get to this stage of okay i've just made my first paycheck but then you're paying national insurance and you're paying tax and you're paying a bit of your student loan back. Then you've got rent and all the other things that are actually a priority to sustain your living. Mm. Then you realise you don't have enough money to stunt like you used to. No, you don't. Or you don't have enough money to stunt like the internet stunters are stunting. Exactly. How do you then feel about yourself? And why do you feel like that about yourself when actually you're just living like the majority of people? And do you
2: still feel the same? When you close the laptop, when you turn off your phone, when you've taken the selfie, you've taken the picture of you and the designer, we've seen the red bottom. There's even, your feet is just red, red bottom. Your foot is up it's your at a 180 degree angle just so that we all can the see time. the shoe that you're wearing. Once you've done all of those things, how do you feel about yourself then? Mm. And I just love what you were saying about reusing things mm. and like, really understanding what is a necessity first before thinking about more luxurious items. Yeah. Let's take a look at say, you know, the average iPhone. I like, we are not even bought into the phone. We are bought into the brand. Yes. Because when Apple announces a new iPhone, I have never seen the kind of mania <laughs> in any other product yep. than with the Apple iPhone. Yep. You're, you could have gotten the iPhone like nine just yesterday, but the iPhone 10 is out. So you yep. must go and get it. And by all means, like me, I'm very, very slow to upgrade my phone because so if I. it works, listen, if it works, it does yeah. the job, then I don't see why I should be upgrading all of a sudden. Yeah.
1: I still have an iPhone 7 Plus.
2: I have an iPhone 7 and I am unashamed. I'm living fantastic. my very best life. Works very well. And it's like multiple like people that I know and friends have been like, oh, Renee, when are you changing your phone? When it dies, <laughs> like, when it is dead in the ground. Yeah. Because for me that's what intentional consumption is it's Mm. about how am i using this and why Mm. and for me beyond the optics if my phone is working fine i like it and i'm good with it yeah i don't care what kind of pressure anyone else is putting on me or what kind of flex people think they're doing yes because they're not paying my bills they're not paying my phone contract like some people are running themselves into the ground because of their phone contract Mm -hmm. and they're like these phone contracts are I'm missing 24, 36 months. I'm just like, this is just <laughs> proxy for bondage. Yeah. This is just bondage yeah. because is it such that you want to look and feel good with this arbitrary item mm. that you are willing to put yourself, your capacity to pay your bills, and your credit score on the line? for for a a good for for a good selfie Mm -hmm. here and now and Mm -hmm. a good you know being able to stunt and being able to move your apps at a quicker pace and all (laughs) that kind of stuff and it's a no for me dog i don't have i don't have time for that right so i think being intentional in our consumption as you said so rightly is how do i put this to use in my everyday life Mm. if this is a staple How am I using it such that I get the best use of it? And I think the iPhone is such a precarious example given the whole, you know, cobalt and cold time situation. For me, like, it's it's something that really hits very close to home. Mm -hmm. And I don't, like, it's something that we all still have to work through because we are implicated in this. Like, we are the consumers of the end product that is actively contributing to the oppression of people, you know, in these situations. So for me delaying like consumption as you were as you were saying Courtney the speed with which we consume things like it's insane it really really is scary and it's mirrored even in our consumption of other things right like when we think about you know social media how quickly we consume things and then dash them away yeah it's scary how quickly we you know take a photo like it disappears forever How quickly we watch a you know video. It was funny, ha ha, hee hee. It's done
1: now, done, finished. The moment's gone.
2: <laughs> How quickly that instant gratification, mm. and I think our consumption of like fast fashion in conjunction with all of these things is just showing what a microwave popcorn generation we've become. Mm. We are literally in and out. Mm. In and out. And I think because of this fast consumption, we don't even develop meaningful relationships with the things that we buy. Right. And this is not to say that we should be languishing over whether <laughs> we should purchase that shoe yeah. or that bag. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Sometimes yeah. just buy. Yeah. But if the majority of your spending choices are thoughtless, mm-hmm. like you were saying about the whole, you know, new arrivals, because I got the emails, I had to unsubscribe. Oh, I had to unsubscribe. Why are you harassing me every <laughs> single day? You'll be saying, the the email will even be like, hey, babe. Hey, sis. Hey, cutie. (laughs) New arrivals for you. Or like, they will take, listen, fantastic branding and marketing, right? Lockdown 2.0. Are you ready with some loungewear? Right.
1: And it's just like, actually, I'm unemployed. (laughs) I'm wearing my
2: pants (laughs) to this meeting. Nobody is going to see me. I'm in my drawers. Yeah. I'm not buying loungewear. But if you're not intentional about it, you would be sucked in. Oh,
1: you know what exactly? Maybe, how
2: did they know? How did they new know I need that? I do?
1: And this is the thing a lot of these brands and a lot of these people tell you what you need. Yes. What you should have. Yes, yes, Things yes. Things that you've never. I got a DM the other day <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, have you ever thought about getting veneers? I have great teeth. <laughs> I love my teeth. <laughs> I love my teeth, right? But here comes this cosmetics company, like get veneers. It was so outlandish. And you know what was so funny? I spent the rest of the day thinking, what's wrong with my teeth? (laughs) is there a reason you guys have picked me (laughs) why me exactly why am i being targeted for this and i it was a thought in my head like it's something Mm. so i was looking at these pictures of myself i said yeah my smile is a little bit wonky one of my teeth (laughs) is a little bit shorter than i have great teeth i could do a whole colgate campaign (laughs) cough cough make me a brand ambassador (laughs) but i think what's important is to realize that a lot of the way we are sold things is to first make us feel insecure Mm. and like we need them mm. right we need these attachments to us because us in our essential our um fundamental being yeah. is not good enough yeah you yeah. need these additional things yeah and I think that brings us on to one of the last things that I really wanted to discuss in this conversation which is how does influencer culture ooh, then lean into this a bit now I will first give a disclaimer and say I some people would, con- I do sometimes do a hashtag ad, hashtag spawn. Okay, <laughs> oh, for hashtag sure. gifted. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I will let you know right now, I I really do that on things that I believe in. Yeah. And that I care about. For sure. And this is not to shame. I have loads of influencer friends. Yeah. Um, all, both of us do. Mm. And it's it, this is not to say influencers should stop. Yeah. This is us talking to normal people, us. <laughs> and the influencers themselves who are still consumers Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. in how do we consciously engage with these things so that we're not driven mad yeah we're not spending what we don't have especially during a time like this where there's a lot of economic uncertainty Mm -hmm. but also how are we then not making ourselves into even bigger consumative beasts right Mm -hmm. so how do you think influencer culture plays into this
2: i think that influencers are important and i think that what influencers do is crucial going forward insofar yes. as you know build, helping brands build relationships with their consumers yeah. they become a point of trust a conduit all that all that kind of good stuff yeah i think it's a tricky one because oftentimes the problem isn't necessarily Oh, this might be controversial the problem isn't necessarily the influencers yes it is your relationship with the influencers say it again, because nobody is forcing you to do anything no one is actually forced like yep there there's no hashtag ad yes there's hashtag gifted yes you've seen your favorite influencer you know donning this particular dress or you know buying this i don't know whatever yeah your relationship with that influencer can dictate, well, you can allow it to dictate mm-hmm. your spending and your consumption habits. Mm-hmm. So in terms of influencer culture feeding into how much we consume and stuff like that, and it's a tricky one because like you said, we both are in some ways, quote unquote influencers, yeah. and we have influencers friends. So we've seen how the, the industry actually works. Right. It's really about how people view these influencers and how much they've allowed them their not even them but their idea of them mm. to dictate what they do okay so some people will see an influencer that they love absolutely love and think i'm going to purchase every single thing that she wears everything 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 right. the links right. yes oh my god she's tagged it yeah and if she hasn't tagged it oh my god dm hey sis <laughs> where's that from where's that from and this is the 10th dm that yeah. you sent because we uh, many of us see influencers and want to be them that's it and in wanting to be them we have actually dehumanized them yes they become the image yeah they They have they are the product right so they become the image that we are trying to be we don't know anything about them beyond what they've actually shown us online but all of a sudden we want to have their life and in wanting to have this highlights real segment of their life we are driven to consume what we believe that they're consuming yes because more times some influencers some of the things that they're sharing they don't actually consume very few of them do yep very few of them do so i think it's about evaluating our own relationships with the people that we call influencers how are we seeing because i there's definitely some influencers that i look to and admire and i would be you know um persuaded to purchase something and that's not a bad thing yes that's not a bad thing because these are people who i would look to and trust in that in that domain Mm -hmm. but it's not everything that i will look at and think i must purchase this it's not everything it's maybe a suggestion or two you might come across something that you needed and you Mm -hmm. know let me check out what my influencer exactly you know let me check it out and see but if every single thing they share you must purchase Mm -hmm. the problem is not the influencer the problem is you
1: it's you and that is just such a great way to kind of end this i think it's important to realize this really is about self-awareness yep it's really about as you're scrolling through your phone as you're having all these cookies and ads pushed to you that are Mm. telling you buy this buy this you want this you want that really have in mind do i need it Mm. Mm -hmm. and in me getting it what am I getting it for? Does yeah. it actually serve a purpose? Does it actually bring a solution? Or am I trying to keep up with the Joneses and mm. run with the internet, right? The other thing about influencer culture, I think, is, like you said, trust an influencer's opinion and build a a genuine love for them and their personality and their craft, their skill, whatever they do, their sense of style, if it's fashion, for example, mm. But what you shouldn't do is idolize anyone. Yeah, 100%. Because what I think has tied this conversation together is this sense that if we're not careful, there will always be a benchmark outside of us that we need to reach. Mm. There's always a level that you need to reach. And unfortunately, that benchmark is always being moved. It's being moved further and further away from you. Yeah. Buy this and you'll feel happy. Buy this and you'll feel beautiful. But the thing is the standard of beauty and that benchmark is going to change next week. And there will be a new product to then help you move closer and closer to that new benchmark. Mm. What is important is to not have a sense of significance and a sense of, um, do not have your sense of who you are and confidence and your, your love for yourself be an externally motivated issue. Yeah, yeah. Don't let ads, magazines, billboards because that's what it used to be right but now it's Instagram feeds and YouTube videos don't let that make you feel like I need to look like that person or I need to live like that person and make you forget that you're building your own life you're building your own personality you're building your own legacy they're building their career they're building their platform they're doing them you need to do you and yes take from that inspiration and advice and opinions but do not seek to become someone you're not. Exactly this. It will drain your bank balance. <laughs> so in that, happy shopping with Black Friday and Christmas. But think consciously. Think about what your money is supporting, what it is that you are funding with your purchases but also how it's affecting your sense of self your self-perception as well as your mental health and also your finances so in that we really want to hear what you thought about today's episode what do you think about consumption capitalism with black friday coming up has your behavior towards shopping changed tell us what you're thinking let us know what you think you can do this by adding us on instagram at to my sisterhood and you can also say hi to us on our personal pages at Courtney.daniella and at renee kapuku don't forget
2: you can tweet us with the hashtag to my sisters and join the sisterhood by signing up for our weekly newsletter so that we can grow and glow together
1: And we will talk to you very soon. And remember, keep glowing and growing.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello?